0: Okay, welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. I am Illegal86, one of your hosts, and we are joined today by a special guest. So we have four people around the proverbial round table of the nights. I'm Illegal86, as I mentioned. I'm, of course, here with Tectic and Nerd Bomber as ever. But we are joined, we are lucky to be joined by one of our Patreon producers, Mr. Stephen Keller. Stephen name i'm putting you on the spot so get ready Uh oh i'm nervous name one fun fact about yourself that people might not know
1: we'll all do this people that are listening probably don't know this one but i have sang on stage with shania twain what that is awesome wait, wait, i okay, wait. hear the story wait, behind this <laughs> i said a fun fact not a mind-blowing fact so, okay
0: you're was it man i feel like a woman and and also if so did you feel like a woman
1: no it was
2: you're still the one
3: Oh, no, that's a that's a uh, oh my. that's absurd. So that, yeah. that
2: means the
0: one were you still he,
2: having fun or <laughs> wow that's crazy
0: man you were you s- okay i'm still processing that last bit <laughs> see the problem is yeah now i've set myself up for failure because <laughs> i i was like oh let's see, let's see what the new guys got and now i have to say a fun fact about myself which you know obviously is not going to be i sang on stage with shania twain Nor anywhere near the caliber of that.
1: Well, you blew us out of the water here.
3: I do have to know, though, how did this come to be? If you don't mind sharing the backstory.
1: I, in high school, I was a big fan. I had front row tickets and I came with flowers. And she saw me singing in the front row and just called me up on stage.
3: Oh, that is awesome. That blows any concert experience I've ever had out of the water.
1: And unfortunately, it was before the YouTube era. So there's no video or anything of it.
0: Did you give her the
1: flowers? Yeah, I did.
0: Were they. Okay, well, and now we're just grilling you about this, but I it's like, well, <laughs> this is too good of a story. Uh, were they roses? I think so, yes. Oh, so classy.
3: Valuable. Classy. Gosh. Yeah. That's. Cr-
0: oh, my gosh. Well, I- I'll tell you one thing for dang sure. If Shania's on Twitter, get ready for her to be tweeted at by the Online Warriors <laughs> account saying, hey, you know, one of our Patreons sang on stage with you once. So you probably remember him. He gave you flowers.
1: Yeah. It was like 12 years ago. Well, that
0: is it was a long time ago. That's bananas, man. I'm trying to think like I'm I'm going back through my mental Rolodex of like what's the closest contact I've ever had had with a celebrity. Honestly, what keeps coming back into my head, it, he's not a celebrity. So it like doesn't count but having greg Edmondson on the show is like the closest i can think of to like being ha- having any contact with a famous person i'm sure like i probably like went to training camp and got a football players autograph once or something but i was a kid i don't remember that my brother literally bumped into ryan gosling once and like didn't know it was him so kind of like by association wait so how did
3: how did he know that it was ryan gosling eventually though if he didn't know that it was him
0: because he was walking away and his friend was like dude that was ryan gosling (laughs) so like almost immediately after he learned that it was ryan gosling but at the time he didn't know because i guess i mean you know celebrities they go out and like you don't know that it's them they got like sunglasses on like a ball cap they don't want to be noticed right most of the time and i guess that was the mode in which ryan gosling was operating i still think i would recognize him but i guess if you're like wearing the right stuff it's hard to see and also like my brother if you've never met him which none of you well some of you have but most of you haven't uh he's oblivious to everything so it doesn't surprise me that he bumped into him and didn't recognize him but i'm trying yeah i'm trying to think i don't think i've ever met anyone more famous
2: all right i got a i got a quick celebrity story okay then we can roll into the topics so
0: well no this is fun but yeah
2: go ahead if it, those who know me i don't care who you are if someone wants me to talk to someone i'll do it nerd bomber on the other hand is incredibly shy
3: oh i do remember so
2: this. we're That's true we're visiting times square and we're hedging towards central park and a
0: famous person in times square okay i'm sorry i'm, I'm so our, excited just keep and, going
2: and on our way nerd bomber goes hey hey is
3: that judge judy
2: I look, I go, I go. Yeah, oh, Judge yeah. Judy. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want do you want to meet Judge Judy? And she's like, No, no, no. No. no, no. no for
3: some context, though, I had been going through a phase where because we were still in college at this point, and I had uh, a Judge block Judy of time. Face? Yeah, I had a block of time in the middle of the day where I had like, no classes, but it wasn't enough time to like really get into anything. So me and my roommates would watch Judge Judy, and then that would roll into like Maury or something, and so we would watch that right. like every single day, Our hour hour yeah
0: judge judy i mean she's like an institution she, i think like there's like statistics about her where like she's she's the most on television person ever
2: or something it's like one
0: of the like she has the most episodes syndicated of anything or something like something like that
3: but she was super nice
2: yeah sure enough i go up to her. i say hey would you mind uh taking a photo with, with this here person right here and super nice friendly loved it
0: yeah i mean that's awesome I bet she's, like, actually a sweet lady. It's, like, one of those things where she seems, like, a well, it's like, old...
3: I expected her voice to be super, like, gruff, kind of like it is on TV and, like, critical, but she was oh, so a, that's sweet. That's grandma. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, okay. You did not sing on stage with Shania Twain, but... Yeah, pretty...
3: not not even close to the same, but, it's, yeah. It's closer than I
0: was, so good on you. Yeah, uh, well, we have, we're not going to just talk about celebrity encounters today, although, again, put, I guess... I would say put that in our secret segments folder but we kind of just drained it so we'll we'll it'll be it'll be this a secret segment within an episode i guess uh today we need to talk about the eternals because there was a new trailer that came out this past week Uh, we're gonna be talking about visions star wars visions i should say because there was another new trailer for that that came out this week that we're looking forward to talking about and then of course pokemon presents live stream there was a lot to get into there which we'll get into in the back half of the show but yeah uh it's it's great to be here it's great to have our patreon producer here monitoring us this is we, we see this as our as our kind of our our audit, our periodic audit where he decides if he's going to keep us on the air or not. So, we'll check in with Stephen at the end to see if he's going to pull the plug or not because that is how it works. Guys, this is basically like a job interview. So, <laughs> let's take it seriously. Okay, so Marvel's Eternals. Now, I have a couple things to say about this, but I'm going to turn the floor over over to you guys first in particular because the thing I want to really dive into is was at the very end. You know, in general this is very it's very different to me I, and I, I think it's a very different thing that marvel is doing it's the word i that came to mind predominantly for me was was mythical it's very mythical in in such a way that that i differentiate that from comic bookie it's it's much more like they're these are basically gods of people and there's a lot to dive into there philosophically but maybe what's not yet i don't know I'm gonna kind of light the fires here by also saying, on a superficial level, Richard Madden, which I think that's his name, Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. That guy's hot. I think I said 100%. this the first. I think I said this the first time we talked about the first trailer for Eternals. Guess what? It hasn't changed. He is still hot. He's got like this Irish accent thing going on. It just it's he's like dreamy. And that was like, that was another, like, if I were to write things down while watching the trailer, I would have written that down. It's like, this guy's dreamy. We need to do something about that. But uh, yeah, outside of what actors are dreamy and which ones are not, or maybe more about that, Steven, what did you think of the Marvel Eternals trailer two? I think this was.
1: Yeah, this is the, I don't think I even watched the first trailer. So this is kind of the first taste I've seen of this movie. Kind of go back to what you kind of said earlier. One of the things I noted right away is is it doesn't feel like a comic book movie to me. It feels kind of like a high sci-fi action movie, kind of like what Dune is kind of giving off. Like it didn't give me a comic book feel, which I kind of appreciated.
3: Definitely. It, it
1: felt standalone. It didn't feel like kind of the bigger universe, even though they mentioned, you know, the snap and all that kind of stuff. It just kind of felt more standalone. Which I kind of liked. Right.
3: I do like that they explained, because one of my biggest questions about how this movie was going to function, considering they are supposed to be like godlike mythical creatures, is like, where were they when the snap happened and all of the bad things that happened in the MCU up until this point? And I do like that they address that in this trailer so that you're going into the movie and you kind of know.
0: But they didn't explain, like, yeah, they address it, but that's not an explanation. That was one of the things, I, and that's a nitpick. Well, but that'll,
2: like the, that'll get explained more in the movie. It'll be explained yeah. more
0: in the movie, but but the, the explanation here, which was, we were told not to. It's like, well, okay. I was no, told like, not to eat 100 cookies and get fat, but I did. Like, that's like, the
2: whole marching order behind the Celestials, which the Celestials, if you don't know, are the race that created the Eternals to protect Earth from the Deviants. So it's just, that's their right. relationship. That's That's their role. And so
0: Celestial also being ego and, well, like, spoiler, I guess, but at this point, what's the spoiler in Marvel Universe? Ego and Peter Quill also is part Celestial, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, sorry, come yeah. on. So. It's, it's important to kind of understand the relationship. And I don't think that's bad at all. I think this is something that we're going to sort of see repeating time and time again as they continue to expand in the Marvel universe. Because each and every character that shows up, they have to have a backstory. They have to have an explanation of what the heck they were doing.
3: And I mean, I right. also don't think it's necessarily going to go unaddressed because... I mean, obviously, even in this little trailer, they kind of show that they're grappling with the fact that they you know they've been on Earth protecting humans and they love the planet, they love the people they're protecting, and so I can bet that kind of moral quandary for all of these characters is definitely going to come into play for sure
0: i I want to know more about the sleep paralysis red giant demon with six eyes that so presumably that's a deviant. Right. That's what I took away from this. Well, I think but they like, were
2: actually alluding that to be a celestial. When and when that oh. showed up, yeah.
1: Boy, it looked evil to me. That know, was the thing there's... that kind of told them not to do anything until. Okay.
0: Well, I, I, yeah, If they told me if that thing told me not to do anything, I suppose I would listen, because wow. Okay, but the one thing I want to circle back to the very end of the trailer. There is a joke, which. Richard Madden's character says, what is this table made of vibranium? And he hits it. And then David Tyree Henry is, I think that's who it is, is like, no, it's Ikea fall collection or whatever. And it's a joke. I, this is a deeper conversation that I want to start, which is I am done with the Marvel jokes. I haven't found them funny for a while. And I've, I've watched whole YouTube video. I think it was every frame of painting or one of those like YouTube channels that die kind of dives into movies. And it talked about this practice that Marvel repeatedly employs. I believe the term is bathos or bathos. It's that Greek word. Basically, repeatedly using humor to undercut serious moments, which, don't get me wrong, can work. But with Marvel now, it is so formulaic. And when it happens, I'm just like, oh, gosh. This
2: I'm with it. To See, I'm good. with it because that's exactly uh, how I live my life. There isn't a moment where there's a serious moment and I make an inappropriate joke. So, you know, way to be relatable, Marvel.
3: And I mean, I can't really blame them too much because one of, obviously, their big competitors is DC. And the thing that DC has constantly gotten knocked on is that they're too serious, they're too dark. And people want that humor to undercut some of the tension in the big moments. So if that's what people want, like... Why would you stop doing it? Also,
2: I want to point out that joke specifically in that per the comments that we just said where this feels like a standalone sci-fi film, those type of comments are important to keep reminding you, you know, this is part of the Marvel comic book universe, i.e. You know, sure. e. vibranium being mentioned.
0: I just, But par- part of me, and you know, the points you make, especially the ones about comparing it to the DC universe, I get that. I just, I feel like I'm being sold to in those moments more than any other moment like i just want to watch a movie and i don't want to feel like the movie is really trying so hard to impress upon me oh this is fun and you're so glad you bought a ticket you should buy another one and like it's moments like that that if ever there was a time for marvel to try taking itself seriously this is it i feel like it could be again because it feels so different it feels like like steven said a dune that it's going to take itself super seriously and it's going to work. I don't know. It's it's tricky because, you know, comic books are a comic environment and they're a See? cartoony environment. It's just, I'm getting tired of that humor and it's so pervasive. But the it's Eternals, always undercutting serious moments.
2: But the Eternals are a group of people with varying personalities. So I think it... Fits here. Whereas if you were to pick a super serious character, like, like let's say,
3: Angelina Jolie's character, I can't see her giving like a glib one liner. You know what She's I mean? She's
0: never been funny. She's never been funny ever. There's no way. Just from watching the trailer, you could tell. And yeah, it, it's, yeah, I, I see where you're going, which is that each character has this kind of archetype. And like, if you're going to cast, I think it's David Tyree Henry. I can't na- think of the actor's name, but the guy who says IKEA Fall Collection, he is a comic actor. So if you're going to have a funny guy in the movie, it's going to be him and it, there's there's a role for that. I think it's 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 not even so much the jokes, it's when they happen. Again, it's like... like an, the example that was used in this YouTube video I'm talking about is in Doctor Strange, if you've seen that movie, there is this point where Doctor Strange is like gearing up to go fight the final battle and he puts the cloak of levitation on or whatever it's called and he like pops the collar and like acts all cool and like serious and like resolved and it's like there's an emotional musical swell and there's this big moment and then the cloak tries to hug him and it's funny but it's not that funny and it's just like it 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 bothers me because it undercuts moment like it's a it's afraid to take itself seriously the movie is afraid to take itself seriously and it escapes moments like that with jokes
3: I mean, it's kind of the state of the action movie industry, though. And you guys definitely let me know if I'm wrong here. But you look at your leading men, even outside of the MCU. I mean, Chris Pratt with a ton of action movies under his belt. Ryan Reynolds. I mean, those are two of the funniest guys in the industry right now. And they're usually now portraying your leading man action role in a lot of the movies.
0: And even Dwayne Johnson, right? Yeah. I mean,
3: The Rock is hilarious
0: he's he's had really funny moments and he clearly knows how to play to an audience in a comedic way and that is why he's so successful and i'm not saying there's not a place for that it's just i think it's the way that marvel uses it and i know we're getting really off track from eternals now but it was just it's those like you know here's this movie here's the title oh and also here's a joke so you know what you're getting into and i'm like i don't want to get into that like i just want it to i want it to stand on its own as something that can take yourself a little bit more seriously. I'm not saying you have to be dark and brooding and, you know, blue filters on everything like DC is, but I don't know. It just, it might be a me thing. It's just something that I wanted to mention, I guess. <laughs> but yeah.
3: I will say. I To Steven's point, like this definitely felt like a turning point in the MCU. And not that the movies that we've gotten to this point haven't felt like they're progressing things forward, but they kind of haven't. Like Black Widow was good, but it didn't obviously was not progressing things forward since it took place back in time. And I feel like since Endgame, we haven't really gotten that pivotal, like this is the next big step. And this finally feels like the next big step.
0: Right. It feels a little bit like maybe comic book movies in general, but especially Marvel movies it's it's very hard i think for for solo movies like black widow or like even like the spider Man movies to introduce any real tonal change that has to come from the ensemble movies like eternals and like various avengers movies and even guardians of the galaxy you know there's a few exceptions to that rule like i think thor ragnarok was a big turning point and that's still a solo movie but eternals is one of those kind of watershed moments for the franchise and I don't know. I mean, in spite of what I've said about the sense of humor and not liking it, like, I think this is going to be the next big one. And I'm not saying, you know, don't go see Shang-Chi or anything, but like, I don't know. This one's going to be big. I'm definitely going to see it if only to see what happens. But, uh, I don't know, Stephen, where are you at with this? Is this, is this a go to the theater and watch it kind of situation for you? I'll wait until it comes out on video for you
1: kind of deal theaters are the only way i watch movies so yeah i'll see it in theaters opening night Bye. oh opening i'm one of those snobs. yeah i mean it's not a snob thing it's just
0: uh you know you go it's it's an experience right um and you're not going to get theater quality experience at home no matter how good your tv is i yeah this likely will be a theater situation for me as well and you know perhaps a triumphant return to theaters i haven't been in a while but yeah in spite of my misgivings you know it looks super cool Kumail Nanjiani's steroid jaw is something to behold. I know I'm really zoning in on people's looks, but like, <laughs> you can like if you, you look find at face, you
3: find the Eternals attractive, basically, you're I gonna know, be spooning the entire movie.
0: Well, no. So in this case, I'm not saying that his steroid jaw is attractive. I'm saying that it's a little bit obtrusive. N- it, like knowing what Kamel Nanjiani looks like or, or looked like before this, and now seeing him like this, even just in the face. You're like wow, and like I, mean, I think it's impressive in a good way.
3: But I feel bad for yeah. what his diet must have been like for the last like two or whatever years. You know, trying Probably to make himself horrible. look good for this movie.
0: Yeah, I, I, like and it's you know, it, it's like like Jonah Hill was like that, where like he lost a ton of weight, and you're like wow, and it was it's cool that they can make these transformations. But like,
2: but let's be honest, Camel Red Nanjiani, Guardian is the, is the only realistic superhero.
0: Red Guardian was great, but like I just I don't know, Cameran Gianni, I was like. This is a little weird. This is, you know, you, again, it's just like the jaw. I don't even know how to describe it, but if you watch the trailer back and then like go watch a scene from The Big Sick or something, you're going to be like, what the heck happened to him?
2: I'm going to laugh when, so you know how the one kept showing heat vision, I'm going to laugh when he has like a super bite or something at it, and then you'll know.
0: I watched the trailer with someone and they said, that was Richard Madden, and they were like, he looks like um, Cyclops' brother, which not cable i think they meant james Marsden, like the actor and then and that was before he did any of the cyclops e stuff and they were like oh wow when he did that so maybe he is i don't know they're in the same universe i don't know anything about comics i, <laughs> I should i shouldn't speculate but uh always a great thing to say on a, on a nerd entertainment podcast i don't know anything about comic- that's comics. that's why i'm here Nerd Bomber put that in the little Instagram blurb that we do, <laughs> uh, just to really tell people what this show is about. It's a nerd entertainment podcast operated by at least one person who doesn't know anything about nerd entertainment. So Marvel's Eternals, when does that drop? November 5th. November 5th. Thank you, Steven. November 5th. That's coming up. So be on the lookout for that. Of course, go watch the trailers if you haven't already. There's a lot of impressive visuals to be had, a lot of sweeping like steven said kind of sci-fi-esque things going on so feel free to check that out let's keep rolling in the trailer game on over to star wars visions which is completely different
2: did anyone else get sweaty out of excitement watching this
0: um oh boy i didn't get sweaty uh i was in air conditioning when i watched this though so it could have been a temperature thing yeah so we've talked about visions on the podcast before when the first I think when the first trailer dropped in which the first trailer was really more of a talking to creators about what this was going to be but this what we got here was a much more i guess
2: inside look
0: it was a better summary of what the actual visual experience is going to be which of course is going to be varied amongst the different installments but there's a lot to unpack here the first thing i want to start with is actually back in the main movies i believe it's episode seven kylo ren when he's first introduced and again this is not a spoiler that movie's been out forever get over it he uses the force to stop a laser bolt I have to say, at the time, I was like, that's a little hokey. <laughs> They're doing that again. Uh, at least one of these Visions installments is going to deal, it looks like, with force manipulation of laser See, bolts. I, I want to get into that a little bit, if we can. if we. Have that's just it. it.
2: I thought that was, like, next level. It's we'll cool. Point. Yeah. We'll that, was, that, because that was awesome. It's, it's, at the end of the day, the forces matter manipulation. And I don't care if, if you're going to tell me that oh well, laser is light well guess what light is still photons it's still matter it's photons it's still matter
0: yeah i, I well and then you, you i think you put your finger on it i'm looking for someone to help make it make sense to me and and, that, and that's not saying i'm not a star wars expert because i think i am but like if the force is described as this it's like the energy that binds all living things together right i don't know if i would describe it as a matter moving force but in practice that is exactly what it is so it's it shouldn't be something that's hard for me to wrap my head around, but that is back.
2: Which, by the way, theoretically, if they can stop lasers—I just want to put this out there for any Star Wars creators—that means they can theoretically bend light. And if they can theoretically bend light, they can theoretically cloak themselves to right. prevent anyone from seeing them while seamlessly walking through a room. So keep that in mind, Star Wars creators.
0: S- so— we see we see force manipulation of laser bolts. I believe we see force holding of a lightsaber so there's a lot of creativity surrounding the force here which should come as no surprise. I mean these are creators being given full license to go and do things canon or not with this universe there's more to get to get into in specifics but but Stephen, what's your takeaway here? what's your level of excitement? Were you sweaty I, I said I was not, <laughs> but <laughs> tactic was sweaty if, uh, if
2: you're not if you weren't sweaty. Did my cloaking comment maybe get you sweaty? Because I'm getting yeah, sweatier the more I'm speaking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I was
1: watching, it, I was like, I couldn't tell if I was excited because of what I was saying or because of the music. Because first off, the music I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really liked, yeah, just all the action sequences. And I liked how it each episode, I'm guessing that it will end up being, was they has, it has a different animation style. It's not sticking to just one kind of cartoony anime style. It's kind of giving it a different looks, which I kind of like how they, they're doing that. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, even, you know, as someone who my anime experience, especially I, I think relative to the rest of the room here, is very limited. You are not
2: selling it's, yourself today.
0: No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's crazy. And I, yeah, in a net positive way, I would say, to see Star Wars animeified that's not a word but i just made it one and like you said in multiple different ways in multiple different styles every episode you're going to get something different which i think is super super cool what did we think of the like lightsaber the like lightsaber umbrella that's what i'm going to call it that's not what it is i
2: said i literally said out loud you gotta be kidding me in like a positive you gotta (laughs) be kidding me and the reason why is because the technology is very well known on how to create a lightsaber. It's 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 not you know one guy can do it. It's very well known in that in that lore. And so why wouldn't there be all these different pockets of people all over the galaxy Innovating doing different with stuff it. with it? Yeah, and this it, it's, is
0: it's Ky- kyber crystals, right? you yeah, just need to find yeah. a crystal basically. Yeah. This
2: is this is now opening up the door to have that creativity shown to the world and. Heck yeah! If you want a lightsaber umbrella, make a lightsaber umbrella. Because we've we've only seen kind of dud spud potato stuff. We've seen a dual ended right. saber, and we've seen the crisscross nonsense. I Which, by the, the way,
0: way, the dual blade saber. Like, remember? Do you remember how crazy things were? And granted, it was episode one. It was like Star Wars was coming back after like thirty years. But like, do you remember how crazy things got when the dual saber was like unveiled? Yeah. Oh, I know. People it was like mind blowing. People were going crazy so like yeah why what, theoretically what is the next step of that because there surely is one and maybe the answer is mary poppins lightsaber situation where you have an umbrella well, and you spin it around
2: i'm just basically cool. what i want to see i want i want four turtles that are exposed to radioactive waste <laughs> in uh, lightsaber okay form. so I, w- I want i want all of their weapons period
3: well, I think what gets oh, me I excited see. about you know seeing the new lightsaber like, style, and then even just all of these different art styles and interpretations of the Star Wars universe is like maybe this will open it up. We've always just kind of had like canon Star Wars stuff, like ever even with all of the different books and animation series and all games about the and stuff. Waters. Yeah, it's all kind of like the yeah. same galaxy, the same general focus of characters for the most part, and. Right. Having stuff like this could open up into like, hey, maybe enough people like this episode of Visions enough that we allow this creator to expand upon this and make an entire series and make a a more in-depth look at this umbrella lightsaber universe. Yeah, and then make it canon. Because it is, like to Tactic's point, we only see kind of like a small bit of the galaxy and galaxies are huge, man. Let's, Let's go out there. Let's see what people bring to the table. There's so much fan lore out there And why not see what's out there? Let's get a guitar lightsaber.
0: And that's like, (laughs) uh, and honestly, that's what you're describing, Nerd Bomber. Is like when the Mandalorian first came out, I was like, "This is it. This is the. This is this great time at which we finally get away from known characters and away from the Skywalkers and away from the Jedi." And I was like, "Heck yes!" And then they were like, "Oh, you know what? Two happened. Yeah, (laughs) you're like, they were like, you know what? Actually, though, like." all Skywalker all the time, baby. And like all Jedi all the time. And like, and that was great in its own way. Don't get me wrong. We've talked about the Mandalorian on this podcast positively pretty much throughout its run, but I want star Wars visions to do one of two things. You know, one of them being, like you said, get away from all of that entirely and do your own thing or two. The completely different option is yeah. Deal in that universe. But like, I want to see you freaking kill grogu or something like like do something oh, that super back. super bold is my point killing grogu is not a good example but like kill somebody that is a beloved
2: like there's there's a huge yeah. opportunity though to that point to really do some crazy things and and for example uh, the avatar is a, is a cherished show and when bloodbending was introduced as a subset of water bending, people were just like wow waterbending just got real dark and blown away by it well the same can be done by the force you know are are there are we gonna see literal people ripped in half you know instead of just the force choke i mean come on
0: right that's a good point too. make make it more yeah i don't want to say bloody because that's crass but like but do it like you said like you said what are the limits of the force what are the limits of the dark side because especially now like we're just watching like disney movies basically we don't know what the limit like the closest we got to seeing the limit of the dark side of the force was anakin killing the younglings right spoiler alert again but
2: come on (laughs) you're kidding me at this point
0: i i yeah rip somebody in half that's a really good point i'm that speaks to me
2: we've also seen as i mentioned with the the laser manipulation other things that kylo ren did that was just kind of like way way more powerful than his predecessors and that's they've physically teleported mentally somehow lightsabers yeah let's see more of that nonsense
0: we're just dropping spoilers everywhere i mean again i don't think these are any of these are spoilers (laughs) but like if you haven't seen rise of skywalker maybe maybe pause the podcast and like go do that but yeah i don't know Uh, steven other other visual or plot hints that stuck out to you here i mean like there's a lot to absorb yeah. in addition to the soundtrack and the visuals anything jump out besides the umbrella because <laughs> that was that was big
1: <laughs> i think for me the thing that just most stand out is is what you guys have been talking about with it's gonna just be a new take we're not stuck with skywalkers hopefully hopefully they don't introduce them anywhere in this yeah that like, family right?
2: too ingrained yeah. in what we know and love yeah
1: i like seeing the new characters I like that little like the fox looking character yeah. like i want to see more characters like that new species new just new stuff and I believe they hinted in the first trailer or somewhere
0: that that character is... I didn't think they showed it in this trailer. Isn't that character the one who inherits the lightsaber? So yeah. Like, yeah there's gonna so, like, there is going to be... Yeah. You know, it's sad that, like, my first thought when that box was open and the lightsaber was there, like, I was like okay which skywalker's lightsaber is that because that's like that's just where we always go you know and you're like, do i recognize the hilt because the hilts are all recognizable in their own way no make it a new lightsaber make it a, even if you're not gonna even if you need to make it a character that we already know make it like kit fisto or something like a jedi who's like you shouldn't even know his name unless you're like me and you had the action figure when you were a kid and you guys probably don't know who kit fisto is and you're better off for it but but, but that's you know. just it, though,
2: right? So in Jedi Fallen Order, right, there were all these people that were a subset of Jedis that we never heard of in the movies that were exclusive to that game. And we want to be able to not hear about people that are mentioned, if that makes sense. Right. We I want, want people I've never heard of before, period.
0: Because you don't, because you're less likely to know what they're going to do. Or what they have done. Yeah, like, I don't necessarily even think it's
3: a knock on the existing Star Wars content or the Skywalkers or anything, but I think it just goes to show, like, people love this IP so much, they want more that's diverse and different, you know? Like, you set up such a great world, and everybody's just watching them not really take advantage of it up until this moment, and that's what we want.
0: When when Rise of Skywalker, like, doing a post-mortem on Rise of Skywalker, which would take an entire episode... I wanted so badly. So, okay. When you meet Kylo Ren and you ultimately realize he's a solo, the writing is then on the wall that he is going to wind up good. That's just how star Wars works, right? I wanted so badly in rise of Skywalker for Rey to kill him, to like have to kill him because he was never going to be good. Like I, I, I want so badly a star Wars property that, is willing to surprise you and make the bold choice of like okay just be- because they're all solos or skywalkers or beloved characters they have to wind up good that's just it's just written in the stars even anakin skywalker winds up good spoiler alert no not everyone winds up good there are such things as bad characters there should be at least one jedi that just collapses into and, and i want it to be a, a skywalker or a solo someone who should be good theoretically wind up really bad Like that would be a story I would love to see told is like almost a Marvel what if scenario of like, what if Kylo Ren was as bad as bad gets and he tried to go all the way with it. And it's those kinds of choices that I think this show could make even, you know, with established characters or unestablished characters. And I want that whether we get it, who knows this is probably the best chance we'll get at least, you know, in the near future. But Star Wars visions, September 22nd is when the first episode comes out. So be on the lookout for that. That, of course, is a Disney Plus situation. So if you don't have a Disney Plus account,
1: now, now may be the time. Uh, who knows? I got one question for you. Which, yeah, sure. Are you going to watch the English dubbing or are you going to watch the original Japanese? With
2: the original titles? Japanese. 100%. The original
0: Japanese. Yeah, this the, is a
1: great question. and something we should have talked about.
2: The uh, vibes that the trailer gave that was 100% Japanese, I don't think that it would do justice with an English dub. I really don't. Because I watched both. Yeah, they have both trailers up. I've yeah, even so, bought so, the English dub one.
1: This is a general opinion of mine
0: that, like, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I don't know. And, I, you know, yeah. I I can't remember the last time I watched something on television without subtitles. And, and In general? So, for me, in general. I've a, a lot of people do that. Yeah. I just... I, it's something that... I don't know if it's because I'm um, I'm an old soul or if my hearing's bad but like when subtitles aren't on I'm annoyed and so and, and it, but what I'm the point I'm getting to is like that makes watching a movie in Japanese or watching a movie in French or whatever so much less of a mental jump and like so much more normalized for me that like for me it's not even a consideration I'll watch them in the Japanese because that's how they were originally created and that's how it's 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 more likely to come across in its true form. And I will just put a subtitles on anyways, even if there See, is an
2: English dub. For me, I think it's a show-to-show basis. I think very rarely when a show is originally created in Japanese, does it do well as an English dub. I think mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z and Digimon are an exception to that rule. I think those ones, for me, are much better with the English dub. But, like I said, the vibes I got from this trailer, it, it feels like it just... It, it'll be much better if i leave it as is
0: right we and the other thing you have to watch out for too is like i think on the podcast i mentioned this is like a year or two years ago we watched the show dark on netflix which is originally in german and we started with the english dub and we had to turn it off because it was just it was dreadful like the voice acting was dreadful and like we couldn't we couldn't even do it we're like this is unbearable with animation that's maybe a little bit less of a concern but like it why why adulterate it with a different language than the one it, in which it was originally created i don't know maybe that's just me uh nerd you've been quiet i don't know how you where you sit on this one but
3: i would uh, i mean so i don't watch all of my shows with subtitles but for stuff like this i definitely do i don't i don't need to hear it in english
2: that is all right fair enough
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah right okay okay cool. that's all. <laughs> uh, very succinct very concise i appreciate that so yeah uh, so, september 22nd 2021 disney plus yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be talking about another Disney plus property later in my what are you up to. So like I said, this might be the time to hop on the D plus train if you haven't already. But for now, we're going to step away for a short break. Shout out to sponsor. Before we do, I would be remiss if I did not give a shout out to our fantastic Patreon producers, one of whom is here with us. Stephen, we want to thank you in person or as in person as we can be for the continued support of the show we want to thank you for being here which is one of the perks you receive as a knight at our roundtable. mr ben checkness also a patreon producer longtime producer who will be joining us for a guest spot in the near future as a result of their patreon support at the highest level they get this producer shout out they get the guest spot uh on occasion they get input into the weekly game segment which we have later which i do not know what the topic is and i don't want to know yet and they also get, of course, access to our monthly secret segment and vlog. There's also a Squire level of support, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, and the page, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. So for more of the details on all of those levels of support, I would implore you to head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Thanks again to Ben and to Steven. Well, yeah. Thank you, Steven. That's me. And... It's you. You're you're here. Um <laughs> and uh we'll take a short break now to shout out a sponsor and we'll be back to talk about Pokémon Presents.
3: Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Hey, even I can make their tacos and I am a terrible cook. You can ask Tactic. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit
0: cartoon dumpster dive i'm your host joel and i'm your host andrew
1: join us as we travel back in time to watch the garbage cartoons from your past will you remember them maybe we painstakingly watch every episode of these cartoons to remind you that hey some things belong in the past our pain is your entertainment thanks for tuning in
0: pokemon pokemon uh, presents I <laughs> and i don't even know why people say that It isn't. an it's an o it's poke it's it's clearly pokemon or at the very least pokemon and i think both of those pronunciations are just fine but people say pokemon i don't know i mean i feel I like my dad i don't
3: know why. i got yeah i think
0: pokemon.
2: it's a boomer no, thing i think boomer is I, a pokemon.
0: yeah i might have shout out to my dad uh hey dad he doesn't mm-hmm. listen but if he did, he would know that I'm
2: right. My dad, too, he, said Pokemon, and he made it plural. It was Pokemans. <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> that's even... Yeah, that's another level beyond what my dad did. But yeah, uh, Pokemon Presents, to pronounce it correctly, uh, live stream event that announced a lot of new, uh, new content. It really updates on already known about new content over the next five months. We're going to kind of run through all of those. Now, I will preface this by saying what most of you who have listened to the show for more than five seconds already know which is that i don't really know much about pokemon to the point that i call it pokemon although it's mostly but that's
2: why nerd bomber and Tectic are here
0: that's why nerd bomber and Tectic are here they're gonna they're gonna ferry you across this river along with steven i'm gonna be gently carried along by the tides more than likely so yeah you you three feel free to check in with me at any point to make sure i'm still breathing but (laughs) yeah we got some diamond and pearl updates we got Pokemon Legends, I don't even know how to pronounce the next word after that, so (laughs) tactic, take it
2: away. So the first one I want to talk about is the Diamond and Pearl remake. This looked absolutely fantastic. They've added a bunch of new features, and the first thing that I want to point out that got me super excited as a avid Rocket League fan was you can add stickers to your Pokeball, which after you release your pokemon it has sort of a goal explosion and just is super fun i love that like i said it reminded me of rocket league goal explosions and that was a great addition the other thing that they added in diamond and pearl was each and every character you can totally customize your clothing which also that adds a nice little personal touch to the game and it looks really good
3: so, Steven, what is your experience with the Pokemon franchise as a whole, and specifically then Diamond and Pearl? Are you excited for this?
1: I have a confession to make. I love Nintendo Ooh. and everything they do. He's joining the team. Get and over Pokemon here. Pokemon is the one thing I know nothing about. <laughs> yes.
0: That's
2: yes. bad.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. This is, I had this Blue is as a kid, and I didn't do it I, for you. I beat it, and that was it. And then I didn't touch it again until Ultra's Sun. And I didn't, I played maybe an hour of that. <laughs> and then Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, I played about an hour of that. You know, you I'm, got I, a lot further than I did, so. I'm
2: not mad. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh, now, Pokemon,
1: no. Pokemon Go I'll play, but that's just because I'm on a walk with my dog or we'll play with coworkers. But yeah,
2: Pokemon is a, it's nothing I do. I'm glad you mentioned Pokemon Go because there was a number of, app slash switch games mentioned as well in this release and to that point i'm not a big app game and so the two games were
3: pokemon cafe mix
2: cafe mix
3: and yeah. then pokemon masters ex yeah. there's also there were some updates to pokemon go as well i think they're adding the sword and shield pokemon to the title yeah,
1: so there was some new sheep and a squirrel when i played today yeah.
2: oh my goodness that literally so i still play pokemon goes as, as well and that little squirrel, I was like, what? I haven't played the Sword and Shield yet. It's just literally on my backlog. We own it and everything. And I'm like, what the hell is this squirrel thing? What are they doing to this game? And I got really upset about it. But I caught it nonetheless. And there's also a pigeon. What are you doing, pigeon? Um, <laughs> but that, those, those updates I was really excited about. We're going to see you know, legendary raids in Pokemon Go. So if you're still playing look at look forward to those but the other two games were just kind of kind of meh for me as far as app games go because at least pokemon go you know it's something you do while you're doing something like so
3: pokemon unite is one of the other ones i forgot to mention and that one's kind of neat because that's like a more of like a multiplayer kind of ish game it's a moba yeah and so that's bringing something new to the Pokemon game genre, I guess. And I, I kind of understand where you're at, Stephen, because there's a lot of people that have talked to that have tried to get into the games and like the format just isn't for them. And not to completely pivot away from Diamond and Pearl and, you know, all the app games, but the thing that I was most excited about was Pokemon Legends Arceus. Like, did that pique your interest? Because that is more of a, you know, open world format type game and yeah there's still battles and stuff in there but it's a little bit more of that exploration like we'd see in a Breath of the Wild and I know it's getting a lot of comparisons to Breath of the Wild but in terms of even just like the graphic style and a lot of the exploration and flight and riding Pokemon like it kind of warrants that sort of comparison like did that pique your interest?
1: That's the one where if anyone's gonna make me tempted that's the one that'll make me tempted to buy. Right. I'll probably wait until I see reviews to see actually how open-worldy it is because a lot of people are kind of, what, what I've heard and read, are kind of hesitant, that wondering how open-world it is and how much content will be outside those little towns and mm-hmm. what it is right. when you go out. So it'll all kind of depend, I think, on reviews and if it really is kind of that Breath of the Wild Pokemon that everyone's been clamoring for for a while.
2: You can expect that point. to be a, a what are you up to Wednesday for me because for me... That's that's a day one buy, man.
0: It, it's a great point because, like, like it, the format of Pokemon. If you done if you didn't like it when when Pokemon Blue came out, just take a seat for the next twenty years. Like that 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 is like it's a little bit what happened with me. I feel like it's like it's a bit of a shame, I think, because I know the IP is so strong, and I know that in order to have you know as much success as they've had, even though they've been doing the same game over and over again for a billion years it has to have strong IP and to be able to leverage that IP for something like an open world game or something that, you know, like you said, stands to get my attention that needed to be done sooner. And like at Pokemon go, another great example of that, where when I, when Pokemon go came out the summer, it came out, which I think it would have been the summer of 2016. I, I remember what year it was because I also spent that summer traveling. I was somewhere else other than my typical home. I was doing an internship somewhere and it it, pokemon go being added to that experience made the place that i went feel like a different planet because it literally consumed society for a certain amount of time i mean it was it was it was all encompassing because like you said i think technic and steven both said it you did it while you were doing something else you do it while you're walking your dog and it's this effortless kind of thing that it's still kind of it's basically the same format that pokemon has been doing for so many years but they put a little twist on it and made it more accessible and maybe it's disingenuous to say that like you know sword and shield are the same as red and blue and gold and silver are the same as red and blue and pearl and whatever are the same but 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 like
3: like, the the format is the same same, yeah
0: yeah it's exactly the same the graphics are better there's different pokemon that's like well I, i my understanding of it is that's what you can expect and there's comfort in that for the fans, no doubt. And it's a formula that I have. I don't blame Nintendo for continuing to follow because it continues to work time and time again. But for new players, for people like Steven and me, Steven and I, to use the proper grammar, uh, I, I just, yeah, I don't know if anything's going to get me in at this point. Well, I have a disdain for of, that's That's unfounded. But it's, yeah.
2: That's the beauty of Legend of Arceus because in my opinion, there is no barrier to entry on this game because it, it, it seems like something completely new you don't really need to know the history you don't need to know where they came from it's just a grab bag of pokemon that are going to be in the game and because you're...
3: this is pokemon's history and well, there
2: yeah, is a barrier but... to entry
0: which is is it arceus or arceus because now i've heard you both pronounce it <laughs> a different way that's the barrier to entry for me i need to know how to say it
2: i'm gonna say it how i say okay. it <laughs> okay um, we don't know <laughs> my so point is go, go, go google that people my point is i think you can jump in and i think the real thing that was making people hesitant was the game mechanics and so if this is completely new why not give it a shot and and like i said this is a day one buy for me at least i'm hoping wink wink shove shove it's my birthday month wink shove <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh we'll have to talk nerd bomber now to talk offline about who you're shoving and who you're winking at but we'll, we'll, we'll sort that out
3: but even like i think even for people who do love the underlying game mechanic, like throughout this kind of preview, cause this is the first time we've really seen like in-depth gameplay of it. You know, they showed us some quick snippets in the last Pokemon Presents, but this is a lo- lot more in-depth than what we saw before. And so obviously, yeah, you're getting a lot of that like stealth because you're trying to creep up on Pokemon and you're, I mean, this is in Pokemon lore this is the first time really that humans and Pokemon are going to start like kind of integrating their lives together and interacting. And so you have to figure out how you want to approach wild Pokemon. Pokemon will attack you directly. You'll have to dodge them. We've never seen that in a game before. There's always been that buffer between, you know, you've got your Pokemon out there battling other Pokemon. They're not coming at you directly. The one
2: bummer is that you like they can come at you, they can attack you, but you can only really dodge and duck. You can't go and like punch a Pokemon in the face. That would have been awesome.
3: But then to like bring that traditional game mechanic back, like if you are in that situation, they did show like you can throw a Pokeball out there and then you do get back into that, you know, traditional game mechanic. And even that, like they kind of refreshed a little bit. They added two new... Like methods of battle, because in the past when you were battling, obviously it's turn-based in the traditional games, and you don't really ever visibly see whose turn is next. And there's like speed stats and all that kind of stuff, and you're just kind of like buffering your stats, hoping that you'll out-buffer your opponent's Pokemon, but you don't actually know for a fact. And so they've introduced this like strong style and agile style, and you can actually see on the screen, you know, how that will impact the turn-based battle and even that i think just adding something new to the traditional mechanic might spru- like i don't know how much it'll spruce it up so, for people who don't like it in the first right. place but like at least and it's something I, well,
0: different. interview me because i'm one of the like like the thing about pokemon if you were to ask me what i don't like about the pokemon games i'm sure what happened was i pl- i picked up blue or red i probably blue because blue is my favorite color and i played it and I started it, and I went out, and I found my first Pokemon, like a, a Pidgey or something. Who knows? And I started to, f- quote-unquote, fight it. And it's this turn-based thing that is, A, slows molasses, B, text-based, and C, if you say, like, fire punch, you know what you don't see? A fire
2: punch. Well, they've <laughs> updated that. Yeah, there was, like, game. there was, like, a well, fish sh- sure. silhouette, and then there was, like, little embers,
0: but like to me what a game is and and also by the way like what real pokemon combat would be like it would not be oh you did this thing to me i'm going to take a minute to think about what to do and you just stand there like it would it would be it would be like playing an arkham asylum or playing button combos if you if you if you are throwing a pidgey out there so and then the Pidgey's i recommend fight pokemon a something Tekken for you i didn't even know that existed that exists but like that, yeah. that but that's that's my point is like it's the turn based nature of it and going beyond just the turn-based format, it's like, oh, gosh, it's just... it's It felt so dry and academic to me at the time. And that that feeling, whether or not justified, has persisted through 20-plus years of, like, Pokemon's existence. And if you're saying they may break... Because, like, the thing you described of, like, okay, you are going to try and catch Pokemon, and, like, you don't even have to use a Pokeball. You're just trying to catch something. And if you do use Pokeball, it's different. Like, that's what they should be doing. But, like, they've just then they're in a tough spot because then that's a betrayal of their core mechanic and of their fans and like it's just i'm not expecting them to change and i'm not desperately looking to get in to pokemon but i am a little sad that i missed it like there's a lot of my
3: club so you should be trying to get into this club
0: (laughs) yeah oh no a, a, a lot of my a lot of these negative feelings that i'm mentioning make no mistake are driven by absolute bitterness of like it was the thing for so long And I just never was a part of it. And I made a conscious choice not to be. And I stand by that choice. But man, what a phenomenon.
3: Well, hey, you know, January 22nd, 2022 might be your time to get in. Because that's when this game comes out.
0: There you go, guys. January 22nd, 2022. Uh, There were other games that also probably had release dates listed.
3: Diamond and Pearl, November 19th.
0: There you go. Go check out all this info if you're a Pokemon fan, or I guess if you're not, and if you're looking to maybe get out on the ground floor with Pokemon legends, either RCS or Arceus, we don't know. I guess that's not the ground floor either. That's like the hundredth floor, but you're getting into Also, somewhere.
2: if you want to see a remake of Red and Gold again, the third remake, or the third make, gold let me know on the Twitter. And silver? Because, no, Red and Gold, those are the best ones. I don't care about Silver, blue. and I don't care about Blue. Blue is superior.
3: Red? I mean, I'm pretty sure Steven said he had blue, so clearly yeah, blue is blue. the best one.
2: <laughs> I'll bet, exactly. I'll bet you the blue was a gift and you didn't pick. If you picked, you would have picked red because it had Charizard on it. Oh, blue's my favorite color.
3: Mm. There we go. Blue, blue, up the blue, is,
0: <laughs> blue is scientifically the best favorite color, so gotcha. I got gotcha you back on that one.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Pokemon Presents. Go check it out if you haven't already. A lot of Pokemon content to be devoured there or Pokemon content if you're a dad uh, or mom, you know you have to be above a certain age to call it that unless you're me. I have podcast host privileges. So, this brings us to what are you up to? And of course, uh, I'm going to turn it over to our guest host Stephen, to tell us what he's been up to and you have a, a a wide expanse of time to work within. Anything that's been happening to you over the past few months that you feel qualified and and wanting to share. Oh boy. The floor the floor is yours. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's quite a space to explore it, but <laughs> go for it.
1: <laughs> I decided I think I'm going to go with these two indie games I've been playing over the last couple of weeks. One, I, one, the first one I'll talk about is Axiom Verge 2, which I just kind of started playing, so I don't have too much to say about it, because it just came out a week ago after the Nintendo Indies Direct. And I don't know if, have any of you guys played the first Axiom Verge game?
3: I haven't. I have not. I wanted to. I just never got around to it.
1: So... The first Axiom Verge game, for those that don't know, is kind of, it's just a Metroidvania indie-style game that was developed by one guy. And with that game, you kind of have, like, a wide array of guns. You kind of have a weapon wheel that you can kind of switch between, and certain guns do different things to help you get through certain scenarios, and you just kind of acquire weapons throughout the game. But with Axiom Verge 2, which is, even though it's 2, it's a prequel to the first one, so they kind of do that weird fun math there. It's more of a... That's Common Core, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a melee-based game, so you don't have any guns, at least so far in the couple hours I've played. I don't have a gun, I just have like a pickaxe, and so it's all kind of melee-based, and I have a boomerang to kind of do kind of ranged attacks.
2: What a strange assortment of weapons, honestly. Yeah, it it is definitely a strange
1: assortment. <laughs>
3: Do you like the shift away from you know having the guns to more of a melee style?
1: It's it's made it makes me very frustrated because I feel like I'm dying more because I have to get up close. Mm-hmm. To the, so like, there's been a couple of times playing where I'm like I I'm tempted to put the game down just because I wasn't really enjoying the combat. But I finally got to like a story beat which kind of picked it up and kind of got me intrigued. So I kind of want to see where it goes now, but. Yeah, it did take a while to get used to. I think I kind of prefer the Metroid style like the first one was, where this one kind of, I guess, feels more like Castlevania. With the boomerang,
2: is the return time just very, very slow so you can't even, like... You can call it back
1: if you want. So if you hit the button again, it'll immediately come back
2: to you. So you could kind of go nuts with it like it's a gun, I guess? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and so, like, yeah, so you can do the whole... You can So if you jump in the air, you can throw it down, you can throw it up. You can kind of throw it at angles. So you can kind of do kind of some fun stuff with it. But it's just... It's not the normal attack button. I think it's A. So it just kind of... It just feels weird hitting it.
2: Yeah, just not intuitive. So I had,
1: yeah. So I'm mainly using the melee. And then in the first game, you also had this drone that you could throw out and kind of crawl through and get through tight scenarios. And in this game, they've kind of made that more of a utility. There's certain areas where like you have to use it. So you're using it a lot more, which is kind of fun. And that also just has a melee like chainsaw blade that it kind of throws out at you. So it's different. It's a lot different than the first game, but if you're a fan of Metroidvanias, I think it's worth giving a shot. And, I, I mean, it's Metroid
0: Castlevania. I don't really know much about, but I metroidvania games. I think in general, I'm a big fan of, so it's yeah. a strong endorsement.
1: Yeah. So it, and it's pretty impressive for one guy kind of making these games. The story, I don't understand, but I'm not really kind of playing it for the story. I'm just doing it for more for the exploration and seeing what kind of fun power-ups I get.
3: Mm-hmm. It always, it's so cool to me when these one-person studios pump out games like this. Obviously, Axiom Verge, you had more experience with and liked a little bit better. But like it's still so cool to me that one person can put a game together that people play. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's just something cool to wrap my mind around. I love it. It's
1: pretty impressive to do, especially because I don't know the whole personal story, but he's got like a son, I think it is, or his daughter who's got some health issues. And so it's kind of like just him trying to raise money to help with her. And it's a pretty interesting story. That guy's just his own personal life, too. So it's Mm. kind of fun just supporting him.
0: Right on. Axiom and Axiom Verge 2, sound like
1: recommendations on your part. So the other one was one I just beat. It is called Dodgeball Academia.
3: Oh, I've heard so many good things about this.
1: Yeah, it came out, like, two weeks ago. I think it was probably right after that Xbox indie event that you guys talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And it's a sports RPG. Kind of, like, it gives off a lot of Golf Story vibes, or the old-school Mario Golf on the Game Boy kind of vibes. Um, it's out on Xbox Game Pass, so that's how I played it. It's also on the Switch, PlayStation, and PC.
0: NBA Jam vibes when I Google it. That's the first one of the first headlines. Anime sports BG with I don't
1: know. I didn't play NBA Jam. I don't know, I don't know if it would it have NBA Jams. Maybe.
0: Maybe I, in maybe terms of I like animation style. Yeah. M- NBA Jam was the one where you could like do tricks, right? So I don't know. I, again, I just I'm just saying that because I
1: googled it first. Game <laughs> game. But, but go go on. So in with this game, you kind of play. You play as this kid named Otto who just starts going to this dodgeball school and. uh he gets just kinda of thrown in, he doesn't have any friends. As he, as one does, going yeah. going to the dodgeball school. Yeah. <laughs> he just, just, it, well, apparently his family history is he's supposed to be going to a referee school, but oh, he doesn't he's... want to be a referee. He wants to be right. a dodgeball. So there's kind of a rift there with his dad that kind of goes kind of comes up often in the game. You're from a long line of referees. How could you? <laughs> yeah it's pretty interesting when he yeah gets into arguments with his father about being a referee
3: that gives me like video game high school vibes i don't know if this is probably a deep cut and i don't know if any of you guys have watched that i know tactic have made him watch that but
0: i've heard of it but i think it's because of you i've yeah. never watched it because he mean, told me to watch it i'm sure and i said i'm never gonna watch it that's what happened
3: <laughs> it was it was an old um it started as a youtube series of shorts basically about people going to not a dodgeball school, but a high school that, you know, they focused on one aspect of various esports to like hone their skills and become a professional esport player. I'm imagining that's what a dodgeball school would be like.
0: Yeah. Again, as, as one does, going to esports school. <laughs> if only. Cool. Right on. A couple indie game recommendations for you there from our good friend Steven. Uh, I'm going to go next here. I'm going to talk about just one thing just give one recommendation. Guys, Marvel's What If is out now. Your boy is watching. How are you watched, liking bo- it so far? It is so cool. If you're if you're a Marvel fan in any respect, there is something for you in it. I don't want to spoil anything because the best things about there's been two episodes so far. The best things yeah, about no spoilers, no outside. spoilers, no spoilers on this one. This one, legitimately, there's spoiler danger, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But it is exactly what you think it's going to be, and exactly what we were hoping it would be based on the you know trailers that we talked about. It is so well executed. It is perfectly executed. Like, there are so many moments. Uh, maybe I did talk about this on the show before, but if so, I'm talking about it again. There's so many moments where they exactly recreate shots. From in the first episode, not really a spoiler because it's in the trailer, Peggy Carter becomes Captain Carter is like the whole shtick. There's more to it than that, and more things that I won't spoil, but in the transformation scene where she becomes captain carter they exactly recreate shots from captain america the first avenger and just with like two people switched basically and like it's it's such a cool idea because it not only does it is it this exact manifestation of what if but then last night i went back and watched captain america the first avenger because i because i it kind of revitalized remembering oh man that movie was great i need to go back like so it's it's a cool idea because it's inducing you to kind of retread stuff the second episode is about black panther which was also really cool i would recommend checking that one out asap is possible big fan it's also great to watch or use to revisit marvel movies while you're packing boxes because i am moving So that's like the other Mm -hmm. all encompassing thing that's happening with my life right now. And also why I don't have much more to talk about other than that. I'm packing and assembling boxes. Not in that order. You assemble the box first, then you pack the box. Otherwise there's no box to pack. You guys know about boxes. I don't need to explain it. (laughs) So, so tactic, tell us what's been going on in your neck of the
2: woods. So nerd bomber and I are always looking for couch co-op games. We can play together and we had, we had, Recently picked up the game on Game Pass, The Ascent. It's sort of a God View type shooter,
3: twin stick shooter.
2: Twin stick shooter. Yeah, I only use the single stick though. I'm not a fan of. He it. doesn't
3: aim. He just, I just shoots where I literally comes. wherever yeah, wherever pray, my baby. my
2: torso is aimed, that's where the gun is going. And uh you know, kind of fun, kind of mindless. It's 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 a good game to enjoy with a couch buddy.
3: The graphics are pretty neat and the it's kind of like a futuristic cyberpunky y type aesthetic so that's that's fun it's a fun game yeah
2: that's all i got Not right. really right home about there <laughs> okay well
0: you said it not me nerd bomber what's so, what's what's, what's up with you
3: i know i talked about it pretty extensively last week i am still locked in the jaws of my hades addiction i just love it i can't stop playing it it's so bad i'm like addicted i was playing it the other evening like my workday ended and and Tectic was coming home. And so I, I had started playing like maybe half an hour before he started coming home. I remember that we paused and I ate dinner. And then, like, 11 oh o'clock gosh. suddenly was there. And I was just <laughs> like, when did it become dark hey, out? Like, well, what happened?
0: You know what? We've all been there uh guys it's a miracle that nerd bomber is even here right
3: now (laughs) like (laughs) if i I had to not play actively decide to not play the game because i knew i would not be prepared to like come to this podcast recording i'd probably be right up against the time when i need to show up and have not watched or researched anything for the show it's just it's such a good game
0: (laughs) and after this it's it's burning the midnight oil she's going to be doing it for like six hours
1: (laughs) keep us up what's your favorite weapon
3: so right now I'm kind of on a kick with the shield, but I go, I kind of go back and forth. I still, I alternate based on, you know, the the darkness perk that you get. So yeah. I switch it up every run, um, but I powered up the shield and I think I actually like killed the shield a little bit for myself because I don't like the power up that I applied and I can't figure out how to get rid of it because <laughs> now instead of like ping ponging when you throw it and hitting all the different enemies, it just like spins in one place until you call it back and it is powerful but I like having the the action of hitting a bunch of people in a radius in front of me and having the quick recall and I'm just not a fan so I've started getting into the spear instead and having some pretty decent luck with that I'm assuming obviously you've played the game because I remember you told me to get it as well a while back and now I now I get it so what what was your favorite like build
1: Oh, I think I always did the spear. I think I really liked the spear. Mm. Or the 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 fisticuffs. I just liked punching things. It's also fun to say. That's my yeah. input. I never,
0: I never <laughs> played the
2: game. And again, shout out to Nintendo. That's why they should add the ability to punch Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> right, just right. put some You're Hades
3: powers in there. Get some Hades weapons yeah. and some Pokemon. <laughs> but yeah, it's, well, it's a fun game. If you, I know both tactic and illegal, haven't played it yet. And right. you are like, just make sure you block out a week because you're going to kiss your life away for like a week when you're playing this game. It's so good.
0: Kiss your life away? Are you kissing this game?
3: <laughs> you know, at this point, like I feel like, I wow. don't know, I started playing it last week and I have too many hours in it. Like when I count how much free time I actually have, it doesn't add up to how many hours I've put into the game. So I don't know. So at she this must, point.
0: She must be spending time kissing it
1: and uh, fan fiction with the character. I'm sure there's there's plenty of people kissing the game. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. a whole lot to unpack there, but <laughs> let's, well, you I know mean, what, let's That's let's the not. cool
3: thing about this game though. Like yeah, for the most part, it's a roguelike, but there's so much cool lore and characterization and there's so much story. Like you could play this game, I'm assuming, for hundreds of hours and still be yeah. finding story beats.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot post game after you beat the end, like the main boss at the end. So a lot of post-game story, just a relationship stuff building that you can do.
3: So, basically, all the new releases need to, like, just put themselves on hold for a little bit so I can just keep playing this.
1: <laughs> right, so,
0: Nerd Bomber has an addiction to feed, so let's move on to the quiz, which, I, incidentally, she's hosting, I believe.
3: I am, uh, and the topic for exciting. today teenage mutant ninja turtles i was gonna say teenage mutant ninja trivia and i was like "Mm, that's that's not right but yeah
0: right well this is gonna be a rough this is this is a tactics game to win i mean steven you may also be whoa 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 okay fair enough i'm gonna be riding the back seat on this one you have no turtle power no turtle power never watched the show never read the books never any of that i can barely i barely know the guy's names
3: seriously I, i that's Raphael the right there.
0: <laughs> Raphael, Michelangelo, Donatello, and yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Are
3: you serious, Leonardo?
0: Uh, Leonardo, they eat pizza. There's a rat. What's the rat's name? It begins with an S. It's Like Screech or something. It's not Screech. <laughs> Screech. This is going to be an absolute nightmare. Let's Master do it. Let's, let's do it.
1: You're going to win what? this though, because it's all going to be number based. You're going to win this.
0: What is the freaking rat's name? Why can't I think? Master of it? Splinter. I, it, Splinter. Why did I think Screech?
2: You're probably thinking kind of Shredder. Shredder, yeah.
0: Shredder. Who's Shredder?
2: Okay. The main protagonist. Crash protagonist course? or antagonist? The
0: bad antagonist. guy. Okay, the bad, bad guy, okay. Uh, no, let's just do it. I mean, yeah, it, it, if I win, it just invalidates our entire quiz system, and that's something I'm looking to do. So <laughs> let's, let's make it happen. <laughs>
3: All right, so the first question is based on the 1990 live-action movie. So the turtle costumes were pretty cumbersome and slow. So how many frames per second did they shoot those scenes in?
0: Who goes first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'll go first. I'll give you all a fighting and chance because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush this. Look, I don't even know if it's going to be faster or slower than the usual frame rate. and I don't know the usual frame rate, so this is a bit of a crapshoot. If they're really cumbersome, presumably you would want to shoot fewer frames per second to make it look faster. So I'm going to say 30 frames per... No, 20 frames per second.
3: Okay, we'll do, I guess, Technic next, and then Steven will get the last up so you have the, the benefit.
2: 20 seems actually kind of fast, I think. So I'm going to say 15.
1: Okay. 20 was my answer until you stole it. Wow. I, hey, I'm doing great so far. That's I'm going to go. I'm saying five.
3: All right. So, for all of that hullabaloo about how he didn't know anything about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles,
1: he, I know about <laughs> movies. So,
3: that's <laughs> the yeah, thing. Illegal gets this one right. So, they shot dialogue scenes. And the speech scenes and the fight scenes, all of that kind of stuff. Dialogue and speech are the same thing. I don't know why I said that twice, but they were shot at 23 frames per second and then played at the normal speed of 24 frames per second, so that they would appear, like you said, faster and sharper. Because obviously the costumes were slowing the actors down and making it right. look kind of slow. So yeah, done the
0: plus one.
3: I know. Should've I thought the, the
0: standard. One. I thought the standard frames per second was 30. So it's a good thing I didn't just say mm-hmm. yeah, 30. But, yeah, no, I'll take the point. I mean, this is, like I said, my goal is to invalidate the entire quiz system. So (laughs) let's let's soldier on.
3: All right, so the next one revolves around video games. How many Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games are in existence? And note, I'm not saying how many games do they appear in, how many, like, games with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the title exist. So dedicated Teenage
2: Mutant Ninja Turtle games.
3: Yes, and we'll start this with tactic, and then go Steven and then Illegal.
0: I'm gonna say 42. The answer to everything, according to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm going 25. This is gonna be a high number. 54.
3: Okay, that I feel like you've you've hacked into my notes app and <laughs> you're reading
1: <over laughs>
3: because the answer is 55 over a variety of consoles, oh arcade God. cabinets, and handheld devices. So like you pretty much gave right, no it's one. It's happening.
0: Shot. <laughs> the meme quiz. The meme quiz is real. I, I mean, I guys, I I literally called master splinter screech like (laughs) that was real i'm not this is this is not scripted okay i'm up to nothing um
3: okay you guys still have a chance there's four more questions so you guys both still have a chance to come back and put him back in his place third question is about the 1987 cartoon james avery who is best known as uncle phil from the fresh prince of bel-air voiced Hmm. shredder not screech Screech, yeah. <laughs> how many seasons did he appear as the voice for the character?
1: I don't even know how many seasons it was on. So,
0: Steven's answer is going to be illuminating for me either, right?
1: I can't see my... My room's dark and I can't see my box set
0: behind me. Um, oh my goodness. He's, he's He's got visual
1: aids. That's not a good sign. Yeah. I'm going to go three.
0: How many seasons was he in? Which I'm already second-guessing that i don't know again he St- steven didn't didn't give away the ghost there i don't even know how many seasons of the show there were <laughs> i was hoping he was gonna say <laughs> uh oh boy uh it's i it's it's higher than three james Avery is a world-class actor six almost the entire run of the show
2: i wanted to guess five but with that guess <laughs> i'm gonna do the plus one rule to try to eliminate
0: any chance that I win it makes I'm gonna
2: do seven
3: the plus one rule worked here so there were ten seasons total and he acted through season seven so tactic gets a point right now the total score is two for illegal one for tactic and zero for Steven Steven I have faith in you you can come back from this
0: so let's not gloss over there by the way I almost got it right again
3: you did (laughs) this is
0: I mean this is insane uh okay you can't one up me this time so actually you can you can exactly do that because I'm first uh okay well what's what's the next question
3: we're gonna pivot over to the comic books and Kevin Eastman wait. and Peter Laird are the creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they actually printed the first copies of the comic book the first issue using their own personal money tax returns and a loan how many copies of the comic book first run did they print
0: tax returns and a loan first how many copies of the first it's a cool 100 bob 100
2: that's incorrect the answer is ten thousand copies way too
1: way too high it's it's Sky it's, high. It's, it's it's a low number i think because i think it was just at one comic book shop in new hampshire area i'm gonna go what was the first what was illegal i said I, 100 I
2: I'm picturing a garage storage situation.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go an even thousand.
3: All right, so Steven gets his first point here. They printed 3,000 copies of the first issue.
0: I almost said 4,000. All right, so two to one to one. (laughs) Two questions to go, correct? Two questions left, yep. So so everyone's still in the
2: game here.
3: It could go either way. Those first batch of copies... What was the record sale for one of those first print copies?
2: Are you saying like how much does it cost if how it How much sold did it today? sell for?
3: What was the record amount of money that a single copy of those first prints sold for?
2: Like on eBay like in like a like an eBay situation? I'm not really well, understanding. Well,
3: typically the question. like you know Let's answer the question, First yeah. edition comics <laughs> sell to like collectors okay. and comic But
2: like costs. so like not like the day of when they No, were... like
3: the record how much has a single copy ever sold for? For all time. Yeah,
0: like the highest number one right. of those has ever sold. If you me. haven't if you haven't gathered, I don't want to answer this one wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're really struggling just with the concept of the question. So I'm curious to see
2: what you're going to say. I'm going to say $100,000. I... No, 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 that's crazy. No. How much does a Charizard go for? I'm going to say $50,000. Yes, that's what I'm going for.
3: All right, Steven.
1: My guess was, and I just said I hated him because I'm going to say $100,000. It's more. It's a hundred percent more. Two two hundred fifty large.
3: All right, Tactic, You went with your gut and your gut treated you well. Eighty eight thousand dollars <sighs> was the record sale. I just want to know twenty nineteen.
2: My gut course corrected based on Pokemon sales. So I just <laughs> want to put that out there.
3: All right. Okay, so right now I, a rundown of our standings. Right. Tactic with two, illegal with two, and Steven with one. We if Steven gets the next question team. right. We're going to have a three-way tie. <laughs> so Michael Bay produced a reboot of the live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series in 2014, the movie series. How much mm-hmm. did that movie pull into the box offices?
0: Okay, and Stephen has first steps for
1: this one, right? Yep. yep. It's a global box office?
3: I believe so, yes.
1: I'm going to say three three 300 million. It's a strong guess. It's a very strong guess.
0: I have to go with more because of foreign markets, but I don't think it's going to be much more. Four hundred fifty. Four hundred fifty million.
2: I'm going to go with one dollar.
3: <laughs> guys, wipe your tears. Illegal is one. Wow. With a oh worldwide box office of four hundred eighty-five million dollars, <laughs> illegal. T- I was this question was close and this again. quiz. Uh, wow, guys. Right
0: quizzes are dumb that's like what we've learned here is that if you just have a general sense of gamesmanship about quizzes <laughs> you look hey kids don't study you can do it just, just just show up and if you don't know anything about the concept just pick c every time you're bound to get a certain amount of the questions right that way i thank uh for putting that quiz together i thank Stephen for joining us of course on this very special episode of the online warriors podcast Sorry. I feel I feel like I have to apologize to you, Stephen. You're very clearly an expert. You knew things about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I
1: couldn't even fathom. and Just yet, watched a documentary like two weeks ago.
0: Right. I, I apologize.
1: <laughs> um,
0: it, there, there was no foul play involved, let me assure you. Uh, it was pure
2: happiness. If there was, I probably would have won.
0: <laughs> but yeah. And also, Stephen, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, it was a great pleasure having you on the show yet again. Hope to have you back sometime soon feel free to shout out your Twitter handle or anything you want to tell people about or just, I don't know. That might be an influx of Twitter followers that you don't (laughs) want.
1: I don't really know how that works. For the Twitter and Instagram folk that I'm on, it is stevens underscore NES. It's kind of my new handle that I'm kind of posting all my nerdy things on. And that's Steven with a V. So yeah, stevens underscore NES.
0: Well, there you go, folks. Go check out steven underscore nes uh for i think you think you said yourself nerdy content uh and i would think the listeners here would want more of that so go check out steven go check out any of us at ow Elite 86 at ow at ow nerd bomber in our main show account at online warriors one and uh let us know what you thought about eternals visions and pokemon presents and about uh, quizzes <laughs> because they've been called into question and you know what Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. I, I, we look forward to any feedback. And also go out there and tell your arborist. You know arborists? That's an underappreciated profession in, the, in this country. Tree trimmers, basically. I think that's... Arborist is a fancy term for tree trimmers, I think. I heard it the other day. and I wanted to bring it to the show. So go tell those people and uh, have a great week and we'll talk at you all soon.